yeah. that down later. <laughs> <laughs> we should replace it with that one. <laughs> Um, hey everyone, and welcome to this, the 14th episode of Good Friday Films, a podcast where we chat about movies with a Christian perspective. My name is Joe, and I'm joined, as always, by my friend Tilla. We're back from our one-month hiatus. Yes. Raring good. to go. It's good to be back, everyone. Full of energy, excited to talk about more movies. Definitely. Let's uh, go. For any new listeners, this podcast is where we discuss popular movies, plus the themes and values we can get out of them. Mm. This episode, we're covering Psycho um, for, I guess, the first episode of the month I'd like to name Old October. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I was thinking, well, we should, like, an alliteration for October, but that's great. Yeah, yeah. We were wanting October. to um, watch a bunch of classic movies together. Mm. So, starting off with Psycho, um, thinking, well, you suggested uh, Taxi Driver. I don't know if it's Taxi Driver yet. I'm thinking of a particular movie. I don't know if it's Taxi Driver's the name of it. Okay. But we could watch Taxi Driver. What also. happens in the movie that you're thinking of? Um, it ends by this guy running into this church and he like saves this girl from this like marriage that she doesn't want to be in that her family's forcing her into and they kind that's of not just taxi like, driver, yeah. elope. And it's supposed to be like a classic. Okay, yeah, that's not taxi driver. Yeah, I don't think it's Taxi, taxi Driver's driver. it ends with him like killing people. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so not taxi driver. <laughs> I, one other suggestion was um, 12 Angry Men yeah. um, or even Vertigo which is another Alfred Hitchcock yep. um, but yeah guys you let us know chuck us a message send us an email any suggestions for like what would be deemed classic movies that we mm. could watch and discuss um, mm. yeah this can be our, our chance to get educated on some film history yeah uh, so yeah have you ever seen Psycho before? I had not seen Psycho oh, cool cool um, first time watching it um First, like I'd heard of Alfred Hitchcock before, yeah. but never look bothered to look into him or any or, yeah. any, or any of his films. So yeah, right. Well, yeah. so what were you feeling? Like, were you anticipating it? Were you kind of like, ah, it's an old movie? Um, it's like mm, this is an old black yeah. and white <laughs> film. I haven't watched too many old black and white films in my yeah. time. Um, so wasn't like, sure, but it's a classic, apparently. Yeah. So let's give it a go and see. Yeah, nice. So. Okay. Yeah, I um, this was my second time watching it. Yeah. Um, so I had seen it before, and I had a similar like thoughts the first time I'd watched it. I was like, "Well, you've only ever had heard good things about Psycho, right? Because mm. it's a, a classic movie, mm. kind of really critically acclaimed. Mm. Um, but it's so old now; it's like sixty years old. Yeah. And um, you're like, well, how good can yeah. it be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Surely people's tastes have changed. Yeah. Um, but this yeah. time around, I was kind of looking forward to watching it because the first time I was surprised by how much mm. I enjoyed it mm. um, but before we get into our, our thoughts um, just a quick synopsis for those of you who don't know anything about Psycho which I mean there might be some really young people listening who have never heard of it before mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah the plot centres on an encounter between on the run embezzler Marion Crane and shy motel proprietor Norman Bates and its aftermath in which a private investigator, Marion's lovers Sam Loomis and her sister Leela, investigate her disappearance. Mm. So this, uh, I mean, I was normally do like a quick summary of the box office and budget, but it's all like inflation's kind of thrown everything out of whack. But anyway, it had a budget of eight hundred thousand at the yeah. time. Wow! But a box office of fifty million. Wow! So regardless, I guess it's a huge. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, eight hundred thousand dollars was a lot for the back then. Yeah. Um, well, apparently this is one of Alfred Hitchcock's more low-budget movies. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's why it's in black and white kind mm. of thing. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, so the, I looked at the gross adjusted is three hundred and ninety million dollars. Wow. Would be the gross. Yep. Um, with inflation. But, yeah, with inflation. So yeah, has earned a lot of money. Mm. Did very well. I think it got nominated for four Oscars. Like many people's is on their top ten list. Top mm. yeah, whatever list. Mm. Um, but yeah, what would be your non? Spoiler plot summary tiller. Uh, okay, so we are following the first half, the story. I guess this lady who is paranoid and afraid, and um, and then the second half of the story is this lady. Well, she goes to the hotel and she meets Norman Bates, and well, I guess you'll have to watch the rest of the film. <laughs> Because it's a there's m- some spoilers in this movie. Spoilers in the in this yeah yeah. So it's a mystery thriller, uh, psychological thriller. So yeah, I don't want to ruin it for you. It's like one of the first kind of slasher horror yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, I mean that was kind of the heart behind watching because we we're in October, which is of course spooky. Yeah. You know, with Halloween coming up, um, and so this is, I mean. Even now, like, watching it, I'm surprised. Like, it's still pretty scary. <laughs> you reckon? Well, so I watched it with my wife, Ritha. Mm. Um, she screamed at least once watching that. <laughs> <laughs> there was one specific moment where there's like, a jump scare. Yeah. And she, like, actually screamed. So she found it really scary. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I didn't get... To... Yeah. At all. That's was... why I recommended it, because you don't like horror movies. Yeah. But it is, like, the tension's still there. And mm. a lot of it... I mean, even the effects, a lot of it still holds up. Yep. Um, some of the, the props that are used. I feel like if I was alive in the 1960s and I watched this, yeah. film, I would have found it terribly terrifying yeah. and scary. Oh, because yeah. now I've watched much more terrifying films. Than this. <laughs> yeah, that's I know right. what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what happens is a movie like this comes out and it kind of does a lot of new things. Yep. And then all these other movies are like, wow, that's cool. We'll do that. Yep. So now here we are, 60 years later, we've watched the same kind of tropes being done to yeah. death. And yeah. so we go... Well, this is like old news, but this is the original. <laughs> this is the thing that came up with it. Yeah. Um, you can make a lot of fun of it. Like, you could find a lot of the scenes that are just, like, hilariously entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I even still, like, I thought overall, like, it is just a well-made film. It is. It isn't cheap. Like, recently I watched, um, oh, what did I watch? This movie Cobweb. Mm. Um, one of my friends and I watched it. I watched a couple of horror movies actually in this past couple of weeks yeah wow uh, Cobweb and then there's another one called No One Will Save You I think it is which is on Disney is it the uh, alien one yeah the alien one yeah uh, this is like better than both of those yeah even those I um I you could argue that those had some scarier scenes mm. just visually mm. like this one it builds attention much better yep um, and yep. kind of really is much more unexpected in its horror compared yep. to I mean, a modern horror movie is like tension builds, tension builds, tension builds. There's a, a gap of music. You're like, okay, here comes the jump stair. Three, two, one. Boo. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this is not like that. No. It's kind of, um, yeah, much more, I guess, unexpected, I found. No, I agree with you on that one. I did like how it was building suspense 
like the whole way like, yeah it was like oh the mystery like who's the murderer like yeah that's right yeah so i appreciated that aspect. yeah it was it was well done yeah um the performances <clears throat> i thought they were really good especially um norman bates anthony perkins is the actor yeah he's dead now yeah um, but shout out to anthony perkins mm. um the guy who played norman bates i just thought he did an amazing job <laughs> like yeah i i well i'm gonna have to bleep that because okay. <laughs> we're in the non-spoiler section well yeah they do a great job of just like masking everything yeah um, yeah just keeping it a mystery the a whole mystery way. he's got a definitely like a, a mysterious character that he's playing yep um and i think he did play that really well like at times he's just so friendly mm. um but then at other times it's like well he's some like he's a bit off yeah yeah um, you're trying to work out what's going on there yep um but yeah, no, his performance was, was re- I think, the best one. But all of them, like, hmm. did a really good job. Um, another thing I really liked was the detective. Yes, he threw me off. I thought initially he was, you know, the he's kind of like chasing the lady around. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, ooh, is this guy a shady, like a shady dirty dude. cop? Yeah, yeah. right, um, yeah. So that was good, the way they set that up. Yeah, yeah. well, I just really liked... It was satisfying how efficient he was and how good at his job he was. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll get into spoilers in a second. But um, I just thought, yeah, overall, like, even the black and white, kind of the vibe of the movie, I thought worked really well. Yeah. Like, a lot of the shots, kind of the lighting, kind of builds the tension, adds to the drama of it. It, it works almost better, the fact mm. that it's black and white. Mm. Um, just a good movie. <laughs> I mean, it's all been said before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I ranked this movie as really good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, what what were your was your rating of this movie? I reckon this movie is a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Okay, so lower than John Wick. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did I rate John Wick? John Wick was like, was like a, a nine. nine for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you had the raid was like a nine point one or something. Yeah. Yeah. So this is yeah. Someone's going to have to put up a list of all your rankings. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. Okay. So, you also thought it was, like, up there. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, which is... I mean, were you expecting that? You were kind of hesitant. Yeah, I was like, hmm, this is a black and white film. Yeah. Um, but, again, when you factor in when it was made and you actually try to enjoy it for what it is, it's like, oh, it's actually, like, a decent film. Yeah. So I, was, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, good. There you go. That's the recommendation for you guys who haven't seen it yet. Mm. Pleasantly surprised. I Yeah, I would recommend this. It isn't, like... If you like the vibe of October and Halloween being scary, but you don't actually like being scared, yeah. this is the kind of movie for you. Because it is... <laughs> yeah. I mean, my wife found it scary. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Tiller and I... I mean, Tiller, you don't like horror movies... You weren't scared by it. No. But it still has the tension and it still has a lot of that going on. Yep. Um, and it's a good movie. Mm. Um, so, yeah, would recommend. But now we'll just get it, our discussions. We'll go into the spoiler territory. So, if you haven't seen it or you don't care mm. um, about being spoiled, then, you know, you've been warned. Mm. Um, but, yeah, getting into, I guess, the plot summary. I might just do a quick run through. Let's do it. Um, so, this movie focuses on... Um, the character of Marion Crane. It opens with her, with her lover, um, kind of, uh, what's the word? Meeting together. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, talking to each other romantically. Um, you find <laughs> that she works for a, like a, yes, property 
management place. Yeah. Some guy comes in to purchase a property and pays in cash twenty forty thousand mm. US dollars. As they would did back then. As they did back then. Which I mean when you're buying a house, it's not much, but even now, like forty thousand dollars cash is a lot of money <laughs> to just pass to someone. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so she sees this money, which is a life changing amount of money, uh, and she decides she's just gonna steal it. Mm. Goes on the run. Some really great scenes. Uh, I loved it with the she meets this police officer. Mm. Like I thought that whole the tension there but was built so well. Yeah. She goes and has to like trade off her car. Yeah. Yeah, mate. I just I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. that scene. Yeah, yeah. I thought the performances there. I thought there would be something more that came out of that. Like, yeah, police officer. We can keep following her, or she get found out. But mm. I, that's, I guess. Anyway, we'll get to it. Um, she changes off her car to try and lose the police officer. Like mm. her number plate's been swapped now. Anyway, driving down the highway to escape town. Storm starts. Can't really see the road. Pulls off into a hotel. It's called mm. the Bates mm. uh, Hotel or Motel. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's empty. Apparently, doesn't get much business, but the <laughs> the manager, um, Norman Bates, is there. So, she gets a room um, and basically gets murdered yeah. um, by what appears to be Norman Bates' mother, who is crazy. Yeah. Um, so then, that was like really a, a shocking twist for me the first time I watched it. Yeah. I was. Um. I mean, I'm used to horror movies these days, and this is when I say it's like a, it's just made better. Mm. I'm used to horror movies. You know, you have a main character, and that's like the the key kill that you save to the end, or mm. you know, I don't know. They'd probably survive. I was so shocked when I saw that. I was like, no. <laughs> Like, the whole first half of the film was, like, focused on her, and they, yeah. they did that. Yeah, it's just impactful even now, because you think she's the main character. Yeah. And, like, you've just gotten to know her, you understand, like, her desires, you empathise with her. Yeah. She's, like, stressed, she's running from the cops, you're like, oh, she's gonna make it. And you can't, even though she's a criminal now, she's robbed, like, people, you, you're rooting for her. You're like, yeah. okay, she'll make it. And then she gets killed. <laughs> like, halfway through the movie. Yeah. And you're like, what? Um. So the plot jumps back to... Her sister, mm. who's come looking for her, because she's been missing now for almost a week. Mm. Um, so she meets up with her uh, boyfriend, and they um, meet up with a private detective who's been hired to find the money. Mm. A private detective tracks her, which is what I thought was so great, mm. um, because he meets with them, yeah. and he's like, oh, she's probably still about town, you know, I'll find her. Yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, classic <laughs> investigator has no clue, <laughs> completely on the wrong track. Literally, the next scene, he's at the Bates Hotel. <laughs> and you're like, oh, he, he did track her. <laughs> he like found exactly where she was. <laughs> I thought that was um, really good. It was very satisfying. It was. Did they show? Because there were bits of the movie where I kind of zoned out did they show his thought process of how he arrived to the Bates Motel or not not really it, it did like a bit of a um, sequence of him asking a bunch of people different questions right right but I think he just basically kind drove just... down the highway the way she'd gone and then saw her and just pulled off and like <laughs> well I saw this place <laughs> intuition <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that was nice because yeah. I'm yeah most movie detectives are completely stupid mm. um, so he gets there and he has this chat with Norman Bates like you know, has there anyone been here? No, no one's been here. And that whole sequence of... He basically, like... Because Norman Bates has hidden this body for mm. his mother. Mm. Chucked her in the boot of a car and dumped it in a swamp. Mm. Um, 
And now he's like lying to this investigator that this mm. woman's been here. Yeah. But he doesn't fool the investigator for a second. And again, that was great. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, no one's been here. Oh yeah, well, can I see your sign-in book? Yeah, yeah, sure. Here it is. Empty. No one's there. And then he immediately gets out like a pencil to find like um, the imprint of someone who's been there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh look, here's someone. And oh yeah, she's used a false name. <laughs> I maybe you want to look at the photo again. <laughs> it's like, oh, now I remember. And it just... Yeah cuts to this like close up of the investigator's face like oh okay yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah right yeah right um so i really liked that mm. um that whole concept of this detective who's actually good at his job mm. and just solves the entire thing straight away he's like this this woman's been here and something's off she's probably disappeared <laughs> yeah. um but then continues calls like updates the boyfriend and the sister and then he says, I'm going to go and check on this guy's mother in the house. Mm. And then we get this, the jump scare scene. How did you, did that startle you? I like at the end. Where, where he gets killed. The detective? Yeah, the detective gets killed. That was where Aretha screamed. Yeah, right. No, no, I wasn't. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you saw it coming. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd, well, the first time I'd seen it, I'd already seen that scene on YouTube. Mm. So I was like, oh yeah. But I still thought it was, it's... Again, uh, when I say unexpected, mm. most jump scares, you'll have it like, you know, you know, <laughs> it like just, it shows you when it's going to happen through the audio. Yeah. Whereas this was just completely out of the blue. It's, he's kind of climbing stairs and all of a sudden up, she runs out of the room and stabs him. Yeah. And it's like, what? <laughs> what was that? Um, and so the second guy dies mm. and another person who you, this guy's like capable mm. so you, you kind of go oh he's shouldn't die he's mm. like a really good detective mm. um, so anyway okay, were you going to say something the um the sound that they play where like he's doing like yeah stand. yeah is that where it comes from the classic yeah is that yeah the, okay. that's the psycho sound yeah. yeah wow okay I was wondering like oh I wonder if this was the film where that sound really yeah <laughs> makes so much sense why it's a classic yeah and it's really impactful as well the, yeah. um, the, it's the strings I think like the violins going yeah um, it just ups the ante like doo, doo, doo. yeah stressful a little bit <laughs> yeah um, well one of my bit, bits of trivia um, that I found I don't think we've, I've got it down for later but apparently Alfred Hitchcock he apparently didn't originally didn't want any music in the shower sequence. Wow, yeah. Um, that was his idea. But then his wife convinced him, oh, I'll give it a try. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously it's now this iconic thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, it was Behind it, every great man. Yeah. Well, he um, he doubled the the salary that he paid the um, composer right, for the movie. Because right. he said, well, half the movie, like the emotion you get from the movie is the music. Yes. Because they did such a good job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, the the plot ends, basically, they go and visit the house and they realise that Bateman's mother has been dead for years and mm. he's been talking to her corpse this whole time yeah. and he's kind of been living as her mm. and so his mind has snapped and when he, like, his, in his mind he thinks he's his mother and that's when he kills people. Yeah, wow. Yeah, so, really um, unique story very i thought very um what were some of the things i guess that stood out to you that you enjoyed the most um the like the twists and turns mm. like when the man like the, the the woman dies uh marianne is that her name yeah i think so let me yeah. check yeah marianne in the shower and 
Norman Bates comes in running and then he finds her dead and I'm like, okay, he's gonna call the cops probably, right? Right, yeah. And he doesn't and he's like, I'm like, oh. yeah. that's when I first start going, oh, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Oh my goodness, he's about to, like, he's a hotel manager, surely he's a good guy. Yeah. And then that's where it starts getting real sus. Yeah. Um, well, I even enjoyed how long they spent on him cleaning the body and yeah. like, hiding it. Yeah. You can like, really sit with it for a while. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. not kind of disposable. And even the money. Like, mm. he come, he's like, oh, he's forgotten the money. Nope. He came back and he got rid of that too. And Yeah. Like, yeah, it was... I appreciated that scene. Mm. Um... <laughs> the uh, I appreciated the um, last scene where, like, the skeleton bone just turns around yeah. it's like the face that it's yeah. making is quite funny the skull well that was one of the things that I thought didn't really hold up was the last scene where they catch him yeah the performance is that like he runs out in a wig and a dress and it's just it looks pretty um corny yeah it's, it's more funny than it was like yeah serious or anything like that yeah he's like wrestling and struggling like, he's ah! like ah! <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so which is funny because it's like the climax of the movie, and it's one of the least scary parts. Of yeah, the movie. Uh, more humorous and climactic. Yeah, um, I, I mean, there was a couple of moments of comedy, like when he's dumping the the car in the swamp, mm. and it stops for a second, and he just kind of looks around, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty good. Yep. Um, yeah. So you like. It, as suspenseful as it was, you had the bits of moments of comedy where you could just like laugh a little bit. Yeah. Which I appreciated. Um, yeah, like great performances, as you said as well. Yeah. Um, from, yeah, a lot of the characters. Um, yeah, especially Marianne, the first half of the film, her like yeah. running away, the paranoia. Um, yeah, yeah. Just not trusting anyone. Just, you really get it's you, you're sold on it. Yeah, like the fear of like yep. I've done this this crime and now it's like it's, I'm taunting me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like um a Macbeth. Yeah. Yeah. Tragedy almost like he goes into paranoia <laughs> after what he's done and and whatnot and um. Yeah. Well, it even shows it well when she's in the hotel room and she's trying to hide the money. Yeah. And it's not just like, oh, she knows what to do with it. She's like, where do I put this? And kind of like, like a whole five minute sequence of her trying yeah. to work out where should I hide this money that I've got? Yep. Or like she buys the car and she has to go into the bathroom to make sure no one sees the money. It's like, it's become this burden, actually. Yeah. She's stolen this thing and now it's actually what, her life's much worse. <laughs> I, I think that's an important um, thing we'll get into later, but mm. I appreciated that as well. Um, yeah, that was good. Yep. Um... Yeah, like you said, I liked the um, just the twists and turns yes. of it. Yeah, like um, at no point were you kind of like, "This is what's going to happen next." Yeah, I mean, it had obviously the big twist, which the mother wasn't there. Yeah, but even the fact that she stole the money in the first place. Yeah, when I first watched that, I was like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming because, yeah. I mean, you're immediately from the start of the movie like she's the main character. Main character's good. Mm. You know, you're on her side, and this businessman comes in who's bit dodgy looking so like this is the bad guy yeah yeah <laughs> but she's the bad guy she steals the money yeah. and so i was i mean that's just the first of many kind of at each point you're like what What's what gonna happen next <laughs> who's the bad guy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i really like the writing of it i do too the setting up of the bad guy yeah from this businessman it's like oh he's he's he seemed like a bit of a scoundrel at first yeah he talks and stuff I'm like oh okay cool yeah 
Um, and then, because I thought initially, like, he was going to be, like, maybe, like, the serial kill- killer. Right. Brother. Yeah. And then, no, wait, it's the lady. She's she's doing the bad. And then, <laughs> oh, wait, no, it gets worse yeah. by the end of the film. You're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, did yeah. you Did you suspect the twist that the mother wasn't real? No, I did not suspect that. Yeah, I think that's done really well. Yeah. Like, the first time I watched it, I'd already knew the twist. Yep. Um, so I was watching it again, um, and I'm like paying attention to Rita and she's, she didn't register at all. I'm like, they've done this really well. Like, I mean, firstly, the performance has to be from Norman Bates where he really sells that he's innocent, Mm. even though he's literally hides a body. (laughs) You never suspect that he's the guy who's done it. Mm. He's like killed the girl. Mm. Um, and then they show that like... There's a couple of scenes that they insert of like him talking to his mother or him carrying his mother. Mm. And so they add these little things of like, oh, no, she is there. Yeah. Like his mother is there, but you never kind of make the connection of, no, he's using, doing the voice himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did that part really well. I thought that was really well done. Mm. Um, I mean, I mentioned it already the, like, the shots and the lighting, I think, worked really well. There's something about the black and white. That makes like lighting mm. stand out way more, mm. and things like like a shadow falling across someone's face just yeah. mean a lot more. There's a re- some really nice compositions. I think there was one where um they're in like a the sister and the boyfriend are in a um dark shop, and mm. they're li- it's literally just like the edge light around them, so you just see their silhouettes talking, yeah, uh, with like a bright background. And I thought that was really nice as well. Yeah. Um, but also even just the camera work, like there were some really crazy shots like the camera going through a tight gap in a window or like yep. it pans away from a door and up to the ceiling. And I'm just thinking like with the technology that they had, yeah, these are complex camera moves to do and <laughs> yeah. they work really well. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed by that. Um, yeah. There was one scene where they zoomed in on the, like the blood going down the drain. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> it was like a five second shot of the drain, the blood yeah. going down the drain. I think, for them, it's probably more significant. For us, it's like a little bit of food dye. <laughs> yeah. But for them, it's like, look at all this blood. Blood going down yeah. the drain. <laughs> but even the shot when she's dead and it like pans out from the, a tight zoom in her eye. Yeah, and that was slowly good. zooms out and it just kind of lets it set in like she's dead. She 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 gone. Yeah, I, I did really appreciate like, that. Yeah, yeah, some really nice zooming and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, you mentioned it before. Values, themes, kind of messages in the movie. Um, did you get anything out of it as you were watching it? Um, fear and paranoia, I think. It's just the main sort of theme that I got out of it. Yeah, right. Um, I guess her fear and paranoia was a result of doing a crime, right? Like, she committed the cr- committed a crime, and as you said, it's become like a burden on her now. Yeah. Um, she saw it as a way of escape out of her problems, but it ended yeah. up becoming her worst <laughs> yeah, yeah. problem and led her into like her demise right um i think there's a proverbs 14, 14 12 says there's a way that seems right to a man um actually let me, let me yeah, look let, it up look it up there is a way which seems right unto a man but the end thereof are the ways of death <laughs> oh, there you go <laughs> i feel like this was just a classic yeah Right, it seemed right to her what she was doing, but it ended up leading leading to her own demise. So, right, um, I mentioned earlier how like it, like it just reminded me of Macbeth. Right, um, yeah. how like in the story Macbeth, to him, 
trying to like achieve what he wanted by evil unrighteous means ended up leading to his own demise he yeah. he was his own destruction um and so that was yeah just a big thing and even like a biblical character of judas right he's like yeah trying wow. to do something that you think is like you're like this is this is right this is what's good mm. but you're ignoring the convictions in like your um your conscience yep um and ultimately that weighs down way more than you anticipated oh yeah um yeah i think it represents that really well and you feel it as a viewer like you're watching and you're like oh mate there's like the movie starts off so casually and carefree Mm. and then she takes the money and immediately like the tension's up and like (laughs) she sees her boss walk past and you're like oh what the heck like she's gonna get caught immediately (laughs) and the tension does not relent from then on no and so you're right this idea of like actually sometimes it might seem like a, a small thing or like oh if i just do this thing that's i know is wrong mm. but you know what what like the ends justify the means mm. well actually kind of you can really get caught up and weighed down mm. Mm. in guilt <laughs> yeah 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 that's oh, huge yeah um just thought on the back of that like i guess coming from from our christian perspective mm. um that's one of the things that we are offered through jesus right mm. it talks about jesus bring freedom um and so i mean freedom from sin is one aspect the bible talks about where mm. we're no longer enslaved to it so it's not something that we like um firstly are forced to live a life in mm. and we're no longer we're freed from the consequence of sin as well which yep. is separation from god but even from the guilt that comes with sin mm. um we're freed from that mm. as well and so rather than kind of doing something wrong and feeling like man i'm the most terrible person in the world and you're beating yourself up about it actually we can we because we've been forgiven mm. we're able to let go of them be like well actually god's forgiven me i don't have to worry about it anymore yeah it's just like such a massive part of the whole thing yes yeah it's a huge relief um knowing i'm right and standing with god at all times because of what jesus has done for me on the cross um and so i don't have to live with a fear and paranoia of am i doing enough yeah right um and so which is something this generation struggles with so much especially in this like christians in this generation in my ministry that i've been doing on the internet that is one common theme that i see appearing as yeah, a christian right. am i doing enough am i doing enough and i'm like but people don't know the gospel yeah right <laughs> people don't know our generation does not know the gospel uh, for the most part and so that's something that I have to keep addressing with a lot of people. Right. It's not about what you do. It's about yeah. what Jesus has done. Yeah. It's like a promise that he's given you. If you've believed in me, you have eternal life. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that fear of, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough? Yeah. Um, so. No, that's awesome. Um, it's a really good reminder, mm. I think. Um, and funny that we got it from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other thoughts about the values of themes? Um, yeah, I think, again, like the, the theme of like just fear. I was thinking about fear today, actually, before I watched the film, um, and how we overcome fear, Mm. um, the antidote to fear, right. Um, is actually not clinging to your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's actually clinging to God more than clinging to your own life. Um, because if you cling to your own life, you will do. 
I don't know, anything, I guess, to preserve your own life. Yeah. And as this woman kind of has done in the film, she thought that doing a, an unrighteous deed was a right thing to do because she was clinging to an idea of life that seemed good to her. Yeah, right. Um, because, she, yeah, I guess she wanted a good life or whatever, right? Um, and so I think fear can lead us down that that road and the Mm. antidote to fear is to actually fear god and not to cling to your life um yeah i guess it stems from priorities and values in the sense of if if your life is i mean that's all you have right so then you go well i need to make the decisions to prolong my life make sure my life is as good as possible make the most of it yeah um whereas as christians this life isn't all we have we've been promised a life after this and we also believe that we have a God we can trust in. Mm. And so it no longer is about me and my life. It's about me and God. Yep. Um, and so it removes a lot of that fear about the consequences of this life. Yeah. Yeah. By fearing the one who gave me life, mm. I can overcome the fear of losing my life. Yeah. Nice. Um, I like so, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Cause I guess, yeah, in this movie that like you're saying she steals the money because she thinks, it's going to set her up better in life. Yeah. Um, but she ignores the fact that actually there's more to life than just the material and kind of what your life looks like. Yep. Um, and the, you kind of have this, it's almost like this, this metaphor of like damnation. Yeah. Of like she's actually, and there's even visuals in there. I've read somewhere that like they, with her clothing, the movie starts with her wearing like mostly white to show she's like innocent wow. and pure. And then as she, once she takes, the money she starts wearing black clothes yeah and she's kind of condemned herself mm. um in trying to prioritize material things and kind of live selfish selfishly mm. um she's set herself up to really waste her life mm. <laughs> and yeah it's kind of this um what's the word self-fulfilling prophecy almost of like mm. in a in her desperation to try and make her life better she's actually ruined it yeah Again, the Macbeth thing. Yeah. There again, self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, yeah, yeah. I think one other thing that sort of I was thinking about as I was watching the film was how maybe I can take be, being a man for granted sometimes because the level of fear that I deal with is so different to the level of fear that a woman has to like deal with every day of her life. Um, and I thought that that was... And I, and I and I guess the woman that the reason that this woman was in fear was because of the crime that she'd done. Right. But I was just thinking beyond that, like mm. women with live with more of a fear for their lives than, than men do. Right. And yeah, that just yeah, that, I I don't know I just thought about that. I don't know if you've ever thought about that. Yeah, I mean, even I guess the fact in general, I feel more confident kind of defending myself. Yeah. Um. Then. I guess someone like my wife would feel if you're yeah. walking down like late at night I kind of t- catch a bus home mm. I'm not really worried that someone's going to mug me I mean sometimes I am and <laughs> depending on which situation I'm in I'm like oh what would I do yeah but most of the time like I'm a tall guy mm. I'm more concerned like well people are going to be worried I'm going to mug them <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so that is an interesting like reflection well even like just a woman going down for a walk during an afternoon right they're constantly looking back yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, apparently it's very common that women often look back because they're so concerned. Like, Right. I'm going to... And so I don't know... Like, I've had experiences like that where I've, like, 
been paranoid and like I've had to look back and stuff, but I like nowhere near as like like a women do. I think. Yeah, interesting. That's yeah. I n- I never realized that. Yeah. Myself yeah. until recently, like. So there you go. Yeah, something we we take for granted, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, the youth pastor takeaway for this this movie. Um, it's a really good one this time, Tiller. Let's go. <laughs> So just imagine right now, I'll, I'll put a picture in your head. Um, I'm up the front, there's like 20 youth group guys sitting down on the carpet. <laughs> um, we've just watched, the, I've just done a whole presentation of the movie Psycho mm. with key connections to the gospel. Uh, you know, how they the guy murdered someone and if we murder someone, we'll go to hell. You know, some great stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the end of my presentation, I say, and remember, you would be psycho <laughs> not to stay at the motel in heaven. <laughs> you would be. You would be psycho. You would be. Very, very psycho. <laughs> there you go. Uh, um, so, yeah. Obviously, to use this one, you need the, uh, the rest of the presentation there, but hopefully this sets your youth passes up well. Mm. Um, anyway, <laughs> to finish up, we've got some, uh, some nice nuggets of truth from IMDb trivia. Yeah. Uh, just something to really sink your teeth into. Mm. I found some three that I thought were interesting. Mm. Uh, first one, here we go. Alfred Hitchcock, apparently Sir Alfred Hitchcock, tested the fear factor of mother's corpse by placing it in Janet Lee's dressing room. Wow. And listening to how loud she screamed That's when she so discovered it. <laughs> talking about women living in fear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock has not contributed well terrorizing to terrorizing his actors on yeah. the set. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't have liked to find that corpse no. in my dressing room. Yeah. Um, the stabbing scene in the shower is reported to have taken seven days to shoot <laughs> using 70 different camera angles, but only lasts 45 seconds in the movie. Yeah. So that's crazy. Seven days. Seven days. And He's I guess. Perfectionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he really was. I mean, he recognized that that was like the pivotal scene, right? Mm, Where yeah. transition from. Very true. Oh, this main character's been killed. Yeah. <laughs> got to get it right. Got to get all the impact out of that. Yeah. Um, here we go. Last one. And this speaks, I think, to how good the story is. Mm. Sir Alfred Hitchcock bought the rights to the novel anonymously from Robert Bloch for only $9,000. He then bought up as many copies of the novel as he could to keep the ending a secret. Wow. So he's basically read this book and he's like, I'm going to make this movie and no one else can know about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. There you so go. I'd be interested to see how similar the movie is to the book. Yeah. Because we might have to credit Robert Bloch yeah. for a lot of what we like about Psycho. Yeah. Um, but there you go. That concludes our review of Psycho. Very interesting film. Um, I think I enjoyed talking about it more than I enjoyed watching the film. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> or, but it's still a good film. Or that's really, you know, a high praise of our podcast. <laughs> yeah. Better than Psycho. <laughs> I really like the film. Um, definitely go watch it. Even if you know the plot. Like when I first watched it, I knew the plot. Yeah. It's still worth watching. Like it's, it's mm. an adventure. It's a journey. Mm. Um, until you know what time it is? What time? Oh, trailer time. Still <laughs> yeah. So, today, um, I've got two options Ooh. for trailers for you. Let's go. You can choose just based on the name alone. I'm excited for both of these movies, actually. I saw the trailers. I think they only came out last week. The creator? 
Um, no, that trailer no. came out like a month ago. <laughs> but we can watch that movie. Um, first trailer is about the movie Silent Night. And the second movie is called Argyle. Ooh, are these spooky uh, trailers? No context. Given. No context? Just based on name alone, you have to choose which trailer you want to watch. Argyle? All right. Because yeah, I don't know what the word means, so I'm going <laughs> to look it up. It sounds interesting. Here you go. We're going we're gonna to play it right now. Pattern composed of diamonds. Oh. Ooh, I didn't know that. A-, a pattern composed of diamonds of various kinds. There you go. Short trailer. I like. I clicked on this trailer because there was a cat on it. So you can see the diamonds? Ah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I like it already. (laughs) Henry Cavill's in it. I love anything with Henry Cavill in it. Why is she suspended in the air? (laughs) (laughs) I'm enjoying the um, the camera work. Yeah, feels very well. You'll see. It's. I feel like I've seen a movie like this with the same concept before. Yeah, but not like. <laughs> it's got some really cool visuals. Yeah, <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait. Interesting. There you go. There's not a whole lot. No, it doesn't give much away. Yeah, which I like. I'm happy about that. Mm. Um, but yeah, what do you think? I like it. It's a little mysterious. It doesn't give a whole lot, as I said. Um, I like the kind of basic premise of it. Like, she's yeah, a, an artist. Uh, sorry, a, an author. It's writing a book. And her book has come to life, apparently. Yeah. Um, it seems so like a cool we concept. Know, it's like, hmm. Yeah, it is a cool concept. And that's all that we know of the film. It's like, oh, okay, like. There was this other movie that I've heard. I think it's a similar thing, except the author is writing like a romance story, oh. and it's ha- in, and then it starts happening to her life or something. Or yeah. maybe it's a guy realizes his life's being written by an author. Anyway, there's another movie like that, mm. but this is like action, obviously. Yep. And I think it was. I was going to say it was giving me real Kingsman vibes. I yeah. think it has. I'm not sure. I think it has like one of the directors or something from Kingsman in it. Mm. Um. But just the visuals and the action, the camera work. Like, I really liked that in those action scenes. Yep. I was reminded of, um... The train scene reminded me of, um... Tom Cruise film that we just watched, uh... Recently? Mission Impossible? Mission Impossible 6. (laughs) Yeah, wow. Blank moment, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, no, it does actually. The train sequence. Yeah. Just the action sequence too. So, I'm looking forward to that. Apparently comes out... February 2nd. Ooh. So that'll be a next year. Come on. Being in cinemas. Yeah. Um, what What would you be your trailer rating of this? Remember, it's either... It's a well-packed trailer. Like, imagine you're driving your, your trailer down the mm. highway in your mm. car. Mm. And someone's packed it up with, like, luggage and stuff. Yep. How well has this trailer been kind of packed? Um, When you say packed, what does the packing symbolize? What is it? Well, it's all it's like... Packed, it's very... This, uh, this kind of... Um, when it's well packed, what does it mean? Well, whatever you want it, it to mean, mean. Whatever I want. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ratings are all subjective after all. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. Um, so, for example, I'll give you an example. Yeah. I would say this trailer, it's as if someone's taken like 10 buckets of paint. Yep. And they've packed them all up <laughs> on top of each other in the trailer. And then they did a sharp turn. And so the paint's all spilled. Yep. But... It's been caught in a bucket underneath, so it was well prepared. They planned ahead, and so when you open the trailer, it'll actually look really colourful, yeah. and it won't be too much of a hassle. 
um, to kind of remove any of that paint. Yeah, okay. That's what my review of this trailer is. Yeah. I am going to agree with you, and I'll just... <laughs> because this is just a weird way of rating <laughs> trailers. I'm going to have to get better. Um, yeah, I, the same prompt comes to my mind every time. Just say the same thing. And I just think it's a bunch of loosely fitted boxes in the back of a trailer. <laughs> okay, okay. There's a tarp over it. Oh, interesting. Yep, But I the see tarp it. is loose. Okay. Maybe there are some very fragile... Um, things within these boxes. Right, like the cat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fragile things within these boxes. Um, And when you get to the end of the journey, you have to unpack the boxes to see if they're, like, broken. Right, you don't know if it's going to be good or not. Yeah. Like, the stuff in the boxes will be okay. Yeah. Right. It could be promising. Great. Promising. You did it. You nailed that. That's a great, (laughs) great trailer of you. (laughs) (laughs) That made any sense. There you go. Um, cool. Well, that's our, our trailer's home. Yeah. Um, I might just also append... This is also our time to kind of mention anything that we've watched recently. Mm. Um, it's kind of evolved over time into trailer time. Mm. But I did watch... We watched a couple... Last month, we watched Haunt, the trailer for Haunting in Venice. That's right. You've watched the film? I've watched the movie. Okay. So, this is... We're not going to do an episode on this, so I'll just give my... Quick My review. quick summary, my review here. I'll say it was okay. It was all right. Mm. Okay. I didn't really like it that much. Like... I watched, um, like, a couple of days before, I, I watched the um, Poirot series episode of that. So, the movie is based on, it's called Halloween Party, is the Agatha Christie story. Yeah. So, I watched that episode, and I think that's, like, it was an excellent story. Mm. The movie is not connected in any way, aside from it's set in Halloween. <laughs> yeah. And the movie, I just did not think was as good a story. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. But, yeah. Out of all the three now, like, Halloween spooky movies I've watched, mm. I'd rank it second. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, there you go. Mm. So, that concludes our 14th episode. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, whoop, whoop. Yeah, we'll be back next week. We're in old we'll, October. Yeah. We're watching another old movie. We will. Once I find out what that film is. Yeah. <laughs> once you work out that which one that isn't Taxi Driver. It isn't Taxi Driver. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, you can find us at goodfridayfilms.com mm. or send us an email at goodfridayfilmspod at gmail.com. Otherwise, just look us up, Good Friday Films, on any social media platform. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week when we'll be discussing another old movie. See you.